0: Welcome back. In part two of Reclaiming Your Authentic Self by Becoming Trauma-Informed, we learned about trauma. And we discovered what I call the worst day cycle, which has four stages, trauma, fear, shame, and denial. Every single person on this planet is stuck in the worst day cycle. Nobody's immune from it. Your Myers-Briggs, all these different personality assessments just show how you're living out your worst day cycle. They are your adaptations from the trauma you experienced and, and, to, and the fear, shame, and denial that you're stuck in. And today, in this video, we're going to deal with stage two of the worst day cycle, fear. All right? Now, remember, the worst day cycle is a maladaptive, addictive, self-victimizing process that our species has created in response to the childhood pain we go through. Again, our parents aren't to blame To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. That the sky is blue. Like, this is just the way the world works. Uh, Because we've never taught emotional mastery. We've never taught how to be a parent. And we've, for centuries, we've downplayed emotions and all this. None of us are bad. It's just, we're doing the best we can, but we're lacking a lot of skills and tools and information. Now, this means a lot because of how the brain and body works. And specifically, the brain. You see, it takes tremendous energy for our brain to do anything, anything at all. 25% of all the calories we ingest go to feeding our brain. So our brain has come up with this incredibly ingenious solution to save energy. What it does is it seeks on a daily basis, minute by minute, second by second basis to repeat what it's already experienced in life. That's why 95% of our life, we're just reliving our subconscious, which was developed in the first seven years of our life. That's C, the worst day cycle. Our brain is stuck repeating what it already knows. It doesn't care if it's good or bad for us. That's why people in domestic abuse situations stay or with narcissists or whatever it may be. Our brain is saving energy because it doesn't care what's right or wrong for us. It cares about how does it survive and conserve energy. That's it. So it seeks to replay everything it knows. Well, what did we learn in childhood? As I proved in the last video, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it all of us have experienced childhood trauma. The act of being born is traumatic. But everything in childhood, even if our parents were, the only way we could not experience trauma in childhood is if we had been raised by a perfect God. We're human, okay? Now, many people may want to already turn this video off because they're experiencing new information. See, whenever we touch, see, smell, hear, or taste, Anything new, our brain goes into fight, flight, or freeze. It's an immediate chemical reaction that you can't stop. It's a defense mechanism. Our brain has come up with of how can I survive? Well, if I've never experienced something, boom, I'm gonna create an alarm system. Now, this is what's crazy about it. The physiological response of fear isn't something that we have to feel and experience. It can be triggered without any observable effects on our behavior, and without any subjective awareness that it's happening. Yet, like most people, like, well, I'm not afraid. I don't. I don't feel anything. Well, that's the the fear response. It's not always to that level. Now, obviously, many conditions that does happen, but people don't. Families have a lot going on. realize that all throughout the day you're in fear you're getting triggered any if you ever come across anything new well we all do little situations information just turn on the news turn on me somebody with a different opinion than yours boom you've just hit fear and you didn't know it now why does this matter why is this the second stage of the cycle well look at what happened in childhood what happened the first time we cognitively remember making a mistake? Can you see it? Can you feel it? Mom and Mom and or dad standing over us, pointing the finger, that look on their face. It may not have been said directly. It just may have been an experience, a look, a feeling, something. Maybe you got physically punished, but the message was sent to you, you're bad, right? think of it what happens when you consider making a mistake you just bind up oh my god i'm such a bad person that's everybody's reaction that's a learned reaction that's not normal to the species that's due to parenting because we haven't taught you know we i mean and I don't know if we need to. Maybe it's fine that we never learn about parenting because maybe, if, I tell you this, when you learn what it takes to be a so-called healthy parent, you'd go, I'm never going to have a kid. It's just too big of a responsibility. So it's probably great that we're completely unaware of what it requires to not leave wounds in our children because people would realize, oh my God, this is an overwhelming responsibility. Like, it's impossible. And that's why I don't blame parents. It's impossible to not leave wounds in kids. Absolutely impossible. What it requires... Like, to nurture a, a human being without pain, it's, it's an impossible task, what the requirements of that, okay? But because we haven't taught it, our parents don't know that how to distinguish between communicating to us that behavior, that choice was less than perfect, but you, you, my little boy or little girl, you are adorable and perfect, And so what they do inadvertently is they send the message that there's something broken and wrong in us. And so when you as an adult hear new information, experience something new, that's what you're getting hit with. Remember, our brain seeks to repeat what it knows. Trauma happens. We have a negative emotional experience. That gets imprinted. Remember, trauma imprints in our brain and body. And the message gets sent, I'm bad or defective. And this becomes an emotional chemical addiction that gets stuck within us the rest of our life. And do you see what happens. Our brain and body seeks to repeat it. So you wonder why you can't leave the narcissist, you can't get away from the abuser, all these different things in your life. You can't make any money. All, all of these self-destructive behaviors, your addictions, your are overweight, you can't go to the gym, all these things. These are all learned in childhood. Your brain is seeking to repeat what it knows now. That led to what I talked about in my book, Your Journey to Success. It made me realize something else. Not a single person on this planet has ever been afraid to fail. It's not even humanly possible. Every single one of us is afraid of success. And here's the proof. Have you ever procrastinated? We all have, right? But what happens to us when we consider making a change, when we consider anything, we lay in bed or we're driving in the car and we're, I should send this email. I should make this phone call. I should you know, say this to my spouse so we get along better. I should take a personal development class. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So, you don't have to download the new bumble now. So I should, whatever it may be, we consider making the change. But what comes up? Oh, I don't feel like it. I'll quit drinking tomorrow. I'll stop smoking pot tomorrow. I'll go on my diet tomorrow. I'll, something, a feeling comes up. Do you see that? In that moment, we have chosen failure. That is the known experience. The feeling of doing anything new creates a negative. (gasps) Oh my God, no, now why? Why is that? What did we learn in childhood? If I'm different, if I do anything that isn't what mom and dad wants, i'm bad and so you're sitting there contemplating looking at the world different experiencing your world different and what does your brain do it sends you the exact same rejecting feeling of wait a minute mom and dad this isn't right no i can't have that feeling and so what do you do you repeat failure we, this is the self-victimizing process of the worst day cycle I'll get to that in shame as to why we didn't. People like, I don't self-victimize. Oh, yes, we do. Anything negative in your life, you set up. I don't care what it is. And that's what the cycle, i get to that in stage three and four, undeniably prove to you, oh no, we do all of this to ourselves. Not because we're bad, not because we're defective, but because we haven't, been taught emotional mastery we haven't been taught how to forgive and accept and love our perfect imperfections and heal the pain from the past so we're stuck in this worst day cycle this chemical cocktail of negative feelings replaying themselves over and over and over and we're completely unaware of it not because we're bad but because we haven't been taught now there's a second way that our brain sabotages us and keeps us replaying um, the fear of success whenever we have the physio- physiological response of fear it stops blood from flowing to the front part of our brain cognition well that's why cognitive tools are irreplaceable in healing cognitive issues in other words thinking and learning but they don't address all levels of our wounding they're especially limited in addressing emotional issues You see, when our emotional intelligence is restricted, we often don't know what we really want and can consequently struggle mightily with even the smallest decisions. Therefore, it's crucial to start moving into our feelings. Sooner or later, we must deepen our work by grieving our childhood issues. There is no other way out of the worst day cycle. There's no other way to regain our authentic self. We must become experts in how the emotion and pain from the past is still driving our life. That's not a cognitive process. Yes, we use cognition to give us the skills and tools, but that's learning an emotional process so that our brain and body doesn't get addicted. We can remove the addiction to repeating the fear or to stop repeating the fear of success to stop the self-sabotaging nature and how we keep procrastinating and keep putting off everything we want in our life. Because remember what stops us? What happens when we procrastinate and say we're going to do it tomorrow? A feeling comes up. That's not cognition. That's a feeling. The solution to that is feelings work, not thought work, okay? That's why... Now I'm going to start getting into the science like I did last time. Bessel van der Kolk, go back to him. Another expert on trauma and how all this works is he says neuroscience. It shows that the only way we can change the way we feel is by becoming aware of our inner experience and learning to befriend what is going on inside of ourselves. And what that really means is, I don't care what your age is, and I don't care how perfect you think your childhood was, whatever is happening in your life that isn't working for you, it all originates in your childhood experiences. And until you can befriend those emotions and those experiences, you can't get yourself out of it. You can't. That's the essence of the worst day cycle. And so, as long as we are stuck in that trauma from our childhood, as long as we are stuck in that fear, tell me as I say these things, if these don't sound like your life, we will get caught listening to people instead of talking to people instead of voicing who we are and what our beliefs are. It's safer, just like a child will sit there and listen because it's too scary to talk. We will go along instead of fighting and protecting ourselves. We will care for others instead of asking for help. We will get others to decide for us instead of sharing our own desires and preferences. Or, we don't even have any desires or preferences. It's safer not to have any. That way we don't upset our parents. See, even as an adult, you're projecting your parents' belief systems and everything you experienced into childhood onto your spouse, your partner. You won't voice your th- your thoughts and feelings You because what did you learn in childhood? I can't remember the four questions. Could you speak your truth to your parents as a child? No, that's why you can't do it now in your relationships you're repeating the worst day cycle you're stuck in fear it's an emotional chemical addiction that your brain and body keeps repeating you're not afraid of failing you're choosing it on a daily basis by not speaking your truth by not talking and just listening by going along instead of fighting and protecting by not asking for help and caring for others all the time doing all of these things you're doing just what you did as a child keeping shut, trying to keep mom and dad happy because you're scared to death. Your life depends on not rocking the boat because the message was sent as a child. Our job here is to make sure mom and dad are happy, not because mom and dad are to blame or bad, but they were never shown or taught and they're just doing what was done to them. Okay? Also, when we're stuck in the trauma and the fear, we can't see that we're being excluded, mistreated, ignored and abandoned. We just can't see it because we're used to it. Our brain, brain just seeks to repeat what it knows. We can't feel somebody's anger. We can't feel or see our own anger or fear. And we can't see that we're in danger. How many times have you just woken up and gone, how did I not see that? We can't read or we misread social cues our mirroring component is dysfunctional. All too often, our decisions are based on the fear of getting in trouble or getting abandoned rather than on the principles of having meaningful and equitable interactions in the world. That part was from Bessel. That's what the worst day cycle traps us in. That's what our brain traps us in, is repeating all of these things. These are all perfect imperfections, like not being able to stand. We all struggle with all these things, right? Doesn't make you bad, doesn't make you defective, makes you human. Well, where did we learn these things? As a child, we couldn't, like I said, we couldn't speak up to our parents. We had secrets. We couldn't let them know who we were. And so we're still doing them in our adult life with our colleagues, friends everybody that's why we're not authentic because nobody knows who we really are we're withholding it from them as alice miller says in every adult lies dormant that small child's fear of punishment at the hands of their parents even if he or she would dare to rebel against their behavior but it will lie dormant only as long as that fear remains unconscious once consciously experienced it will dissolve in the course of time and that's what i'm trying to give you is the knowledge skills and tools to address the worst day cycle to see and admit our parents were perfectly imperfect they left wounds in us that we are all worthy of love and acceptance because we are all perfectly imperfect that it requires emotional mastery to bring all of this into consciousness so we can navigate this because this is not a cognitive experience most of these wounds happened pre-cognition before the age of four before we could we could even put cognitive thoughts to any of it it was an emotional experience We need those skills and tools to move out of this so that it will dissolve over the course of time. That's how we conquer all this. That's how we start being able to choose success instead of reliving the failure. That's how we put an end to political unrest, social unrest, because either side, all you're seeing, whichever side you believe in, you're just seeing broken children repeating the pain from their past, demanding the other side do it just like little kids, that's it. All the problems in the world are just all of us, the little child inside of us, begging to be given permission to heal the pain from their past. Now, here's the thing to recognize, a couple other things to recognize about how fear and stress work. When you are habitual, this is from Gabor Mate, those habituated to high levels of internal fear since early childhood, It is in the absence of that fear that creates unease, evoking boredom and a sense of meaninglessness. People may become addicted to their own stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol. Hans Selge, who's the one, I think that's how you say his last name, who really developed the whole stress model, observed, to such persons, stress feels desirable, while the absence of it feels like something to be avoided. These are your workaholics. These are the people who can't sit still. So everyone thinks, you know, it's an admirable quality. You know, look, Gary Vannerchuk, man, he's done some great things in the world. But you want to talk about who's somebody who is absolutely consumed with fear and pain and trauma and listen to his childhood. My God, he can't sit still because he's doing everything he can not to feel the pain from his past. My heart breaks for him. And look at pictures of him over the last five years. Like he is aged 30 years in a month. He's just dying. He's running from his pain so heavily. Michael Jordan, he's still angry at the world because his dad just belittled him. Watch that 10-part series and how he breaks down. He still can't get the world to love. He became a famous basketball player to get the world to love him because he couldn't get his dad to love him. Like, just listen to what he talks about his dad and then how he equates at the end that the world hates him. He's using the exact same words he talked about his father. Like, he's just reliving the worst day cycle. Greatest... One of the greatest athletes ever, but he's miserable. He didn't play basketball because he loved it. He just wanted his father's approval. And he's still miserable. You can see the pain just drips off of him. You know, he had to shut the whole interview down because he broke down because he thought it would work. He thought he'd get recovery if he could get the world to love him in place of his father. And that's all of us. That's the model we've all done. It doesn't work. Here's the other thing. You wonder why athletes and politicians and musicians and all these people that get success and then they destroy their life? Well, did you know the excitement response is the exact same as the fear response? So all these people that self-destruct, what you're seeing is it triggers their childhood trauma. Oh my God, this doesn't, it happened to me. My hockey career, I was gifted, but I'd have a good game and then I'd just cave. Scared the living hell out of me. For me, it was, you know, my mom's drinking. I had to be on this cycle of up and down. It happens to all of us until we gain emotional mastery and stop the worst day cycle. <clears throat> Bessel van der Kolk says, that the stress hormones of traumatized people. In contrast, take much longer to return to baseline and they spike quickly and disproportionately in response to mildly stressful stimuli. Now, here's the thing. Unfortunately, our medical disease model is only concerned with one thing, popping pills. That They're just the biology. They look at the human species as this, like a car. It just needs its oil change. That's not how the brain and body work. It's a biopsychosocial model that we need in our health. And as Bessel van der Kolk says, after conducting numerous studies of medications, I've come to realize that the psychiatric medications have a serious downside, as they may deflect attention from dealing with the underlying issues. The brain disease model that the medical community uses takes control over people's fate takes it out of their hands and puts doctors and insurance company in charge of fixing their problems that's not how we empower people we don't need... man just think of people they just go oh well, i need a pill where's the pill i mean have you listened all these television commercials about pills Have you listened to the side effects they're worse than whatever they're treating and then you need another pill for the side effect yet we keep going to it talk about the brain being addicted like that's self-victimizing. There isn't a single pill where you take it, and there's. It's like, okay, this is just here to treat this. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't get rid of. We should get rid of medication. It's been wonderful. It does a lot of great things in many areas. But medication medicates symptoms. It doesn't treat cause. I'm the cause of these conditions is emotional trauma. That's what our medicine, our, med, pardon me, our medical community needs to start. They need to be taught that. They need to be taught that. Our medical model is broken. And you're gonna see it in the next couple hundred years. We're gonna be with all we know, it's I mean, it takes us a long time to admit truth. But you're gonna see history will change. They'll look back at how we have treated all of these conditions and go, man, were they they had all the information. They sure didn't use it. It's going to be, it's heartbreaking. Just like we look back and we go, wow, oh my God, they used leeches to help people? That's how they're going to look at us and go, why weren't they teaching them emotional mastery? It's going to be the exact same thing. Mark my, I hope somebody a hundred years from now pulls up this video and goes there, because that's what it's going to move to. So that's stage two of the four stage process of, Uh, the worst day cycle because of trauma we get stuck in fear it becomes an emotional chemical addiction and therefore we fear success not failure we are addicted to repeating failure and that's key because that sends us into shame stage three we have tremendous shame of how we're victimizing ourselves and see and then that leads to denial we don't want to admit that truth And that's why everyone's playing the victim. That's where cancel culture and everything comes from. We're pointing the fingers. We don't have the emotional mastery skills to admit these truths about ourselves. That's why parents don't want to hear that they were perfectly imperfect, that their intentions were pure. But man, when you just aren't taught, how the heck, you got no shot. But we don't have these skills. And so we head into shame and that's crippling. The next two videos are the two most important things you need to learn about in life and recovery and reclaiming your authentic self. These are the deepest, the most difficult to grasp. They can take a long time to absorb and truly embody and live in to reclaim our authentic self, but they are critical in your journey. I beg you, watch them, share them with everybody because they are the centerpiece of if we want to turn this world and turn our life around and reclaim our authentic self, gain emotional mastery, be able to love and accept our perfect imperfections and heal the pain from our past, we need to become an expert in overcoming our shame and denial. And that's what's coming next. If you think this video will help somebody, please share, it. leave me your comments. And as best you can, I know this stuff is tough and it creates that fear response and, oh, uncomfortable learn to love that new feeling, learn to push back against it, create a new feeling, learn to embrace these perfect imperfections and new information. It'll calm your amygdala down. It'll change your fear response. And that's how you get out of the worst day cycle. And you can be able to enjoy this journey.